Yo! We are Brooke and Sid. And we're talking BS. Belief systems, of course. (laughs) Thoughts create our realities, and we are passionate about creating better thoughts. Join us as we figure out life from the inside out. Figure out what's holding you back and how to get out of your own way. Come Come join join us as as we talk talk BS. Yo! Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Talking BS. Another one. With your boy, Brooke, and And your boy, Sid, and your boy... (laughs) Your boy Brooke. And everyone. And everyone. And today we have one of my best friends in the world. I'm so stoked to have this human on this podcast for this chat. Mr. Trevor J. Santos, who is zooming in from Melbourne. Thank Welcome, you so Trev. much. For hello, being hello. Here. Um, for those of you that don't know who Trev is, I'm gonna give him like a super quick intro. Like Trev is one of the most insanely creative uh people I know, one of the most accomplished creative professionals. Like this dude has Mm. done and touched every single part of the creative like (laughs) dance world that you can. Like he's a stage performer, choreographer, creative director. Uh, He's been a, we grew up as hip hop heads. He's been like, he's been a contemporary dance show. Uh, He's traveled the world. He's had like some of his choreography with MTV awards (laughs) over in China. I think a shorter list would be, what hasn't he done? Yeah, what hasn't he done? And currently like this dude is uh, just, on, he's just landed a role where he's on stage in Hamilton. Wow. Nuts. Phenomenal. Dude, what? Thanks, y'all. Welcome <laughs> to the show. <laughs> Thank you for being here, man. Uh, today we just wanted to have a chat. Yeah, just have a chat oh, about yeah. your life, man. It's such a fantastic journey. Is there anything anything to that list you want to share or add to? Um, I feel like you kind of got it down pretty well. I mean, it's weird just because I feel like I, I still have to kind of jot down things and be like, oh, I did that. I mean, you know, we, <laughs> oh, yeah, no, wait, that was me. me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, we both did the, you know, the Miss World yep. Australia this yeah. year. So That's right. That was, that was a good one. Yep. You missed that one. Oh, yeah, sorry. Assistant, <laughs> associate choreographer on Miss World Australia. Miss, like, catwalk model. Catwalk model. Choreographer. Movement director, <laughs> consultant, everything. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, well, I think that I think what Trevor and I really bounce off, and I guess I want to have the chat on this as well, is that we haven't really lived a linear life. We have kind of like the experiences we've had have been so tangentially bouncy. Mm-hmm. I kind of wanted to talk to the BS or the mindset that goes behind kind of crafting a life where you're doing what you love rather yeah. than, you know, following a linear narrative. Yeah. I mean, where do you want to start? This let's, is so much. Yeah, dude, let's <laughs> start, start at the very beginning. So, because Trevor and I also went to uni together. Not, I don't think people know this. No. I don't think a lot of people know that Trevor and I went to uni together as well. What did you study? Uh, I studied a Bachelor of Science and I majored in pharmacology. <laughs> like, dude, smart. <laughs> it's, it's, really, it's, it's really weird saying that because I forget that that's happened like, in my life. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, how do you go from that to Hamilton? Like, you yeah. Know, you know. Yeah. How do you end that to choreographing this world catwalk model? Yeah. So, uh, so tell me what it. Um, when did you When did you know that like dance was going to be your thing, or that mo- like that was the se- that was serious? Uh, I think on the real, um, I actually never really knew. I think when as a as a as a young. Uh, like dancer like growing up as a teenager like it was just for fun it was definitely like a hobby and it wasn't even until it was probably when i graduated 
from from my degree. Um, it's probably like twenty four, twenty five. Mm. Um, that's and I, it was more about the the potential of like living off the salary of being a a dancer and, and a teacher and a choreographer. And um, it was at that point where I was like, okay, how do I make this work? How do I before I, before it was my career, it was always about like how do I have a life options. Mm. So the the fact that I could make money or have a living, you know, being a professional dancer and a performer, um, kind of allowed me to have the freedom of like, hey, every day doesn't have to be the same, like nine to five, for example. Yep. Uh, kind of day. So having that kind of outlook, having like a lifestyle first, and then having the career kind of fuel my life was was way more important. Sorry, it might be a bit noisy out there. It's like trucks. Yeah, that's right. We've got helicopters and stuff happening. It's weird. <laughs> we wild. <laughs> Did you have like a, yeah. oh man, this is it moment. Did you have a moment where you were like, I could do this? Um, yes, definitely. I mean, it was definitely, so I used to work a retail job after I uh, graduated from uni because I just thought like, I don't want to do anything with my degree just because I wasn't really invested or I didn't really understand or I didn't connect with like pharmacology or like pharmaceutical business in general. So I was like, how do I like live away from home uh, in Melbourne and then also just like dance? So I got a retail job and then it was like six months in that job that I was like, you know what, I don't need this. It's kind of taking away from me being creative and actually like going for it mm. and like living solely off of dancing and of teaching and yeah it was yeah it was probably like six months in so i was like 25 and then i still like have moments like so like as you mentioned before like being in hamilton um it's a pretty big show so we do like eight yeah, shows a week yeah humbly <laughs> says it's a, it's like some people know about it i guess i guess it's like video <laughs> so yeah so <laughs> but in that sense like i there, there are evenings where i'm like okay, Okay, yeah, like I'm doing the thing. Obviously, like Melbourne had like two years of lockdown, mm. so there's lots of just moments or like trauma where you just feel like you, you don't know if this is real. So I constantly have to like remind myself of like the journey of like getting to this point. Yeah. But it's also just like fascinating to be like, you know what? Like any moment, it would be the last moment mm. kind mm. of feeling. So as I said it to myself, like. I guess 10 years ago, I, I still say it to myself now. Yeah. Because anything can happen. So what, it's wild. What like, sort of defines for you? I mean, you could have done your degree, realized that it wasn't something you completely loved, but stuck with it anyway. I think a lot of people get stuck mm-hmm. in life. They, yeah. They're doing something that doesn't bring them that fire or doesn't bring them those varieties or those options because they're scared mm. because it goes against what a lot of people are taught in school. You know, it's go good. to school, get a degree, work. Yeah. But... What what sort of mindset do you think or what advice can you give to people that may be feeling that stuck feeling and then having you actually going through that and changing it anyway and finding options to make it work and being on the other side, like having the ability to do Hamilton. What yeah. the hell? Like you've actually made it succeed. So coming from that point of having the option there, what what can you tell people that might be feeling scared to make that jump? to go to follow their dreams, whether that's a, like being a sewer yeah. or, you know, anything creative, anything that goes against a degree in uni, what advice would you give to someone 
who might be feeling scared to make a move? That's different. Um, I think recently it's really about been like listening to my gut. But I think I think of the times in the past where I'm like, maybe if I just actually like, you know, like kind of sat with with my thoughts, with my feelings, I would probably like, and I like just risk it because I think, I think where you are right now, you can always go back to. So let's just say True. I was, I was teaching or like I don't know, like six days a week or like doing gigs and and whatnot. Like I could simply go back to that. Yeah. Um, but then that also required, like, a, 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 again, I guess, like, the lifestyle I was having to mm. kind of fuel that career. Um, but, I mean, in, in the sense of, like, doing a degree that I didn't love, it was really just, I don't know, maybe I'm a bit crazy, but I was also wanting to prove something to myself. Yeah. I know there's some people that, like, use certain situations to fuel their, their passions and their dreams and their goals. But my goal was to, like, hey, what if I can actually be a dancer and also finish my degree yeah um which se seems heavy but i guess i kind of did that conversation or had that conversation and, and just trusted in that mm. and 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 if anything like there's been people before us that have, have been in similar situations so whether that's books that you read or like podcasts that you can listen to or like youtube videos that you can see you realize that everyone's kind of been in a similar boat mm. yeah um obviously we all have like grow up with different you know, life situations but there is there's almost like uh there's every possible chance that you make it yeah if yeah you, yeah if you, if you think so if you believe yeah. it if you, yeah. if you if you know so if you believe it yeah um yeah what i love and i guess that's kind of what, how i got here <laughs> yeah what i love with that though is like you had you had to prove something to yourself like and there's something to be said about the confidence that mm. gets built and the self-esteem that gets built when you fulfill something you set out to do mm. whatever that something is mm. so whether it's a creative something or an academic yeah. something or you know a physical something yeah a mental health something whatever that goal is by achieving it you then carry that confidence into whatever else you do in life yeah because i think uh, i was similar oh, yeah. in the sense that you know by the time i finished my law degree that wasn't enough i was like i want to be a lawyer i want to be able to say that i'm a lawyer mm. that was an ego thing really yeah but just the confidence that that gave me stepping into the creative industry yeah was so powerful yeah so with your narrative, so breaking the narrative as well, the other thing I want to share with people who, I mean, I don't know if you know this or not, but like Trev never went to full-time dance, like never did, full -time, never did a full-time course or anything like that. Like, and you're now in a creative yeah. industry where you're surrounded by your peers who have followed that narrative to get there. Mm. So you're kind of in there from the outside in. Like Trev's a you know, street dancer, hip-hop head, yeah. who's now gracing the stage of the biggest musical theatre show in the country yeah what we're bringing you today is someone who has the bs of going against the narrative yeah whether that is uni or whether that is go full-time to make this it's yep. it's do the steps to get here we're yep. bringing you someone who's flipped it <laughs> he's actually gone no nah, i'm gonna make my own steps yeah i'm still gonna get there i'm just gonna do it my way so crafting that pathway from your space what was did you have a driving thought or like a like a, a, i don't know a, a goal or something that you were like you know, because I've come from this path, I got to make it there. Or you know, how how did that? What drove your journey from street dance to musical theatre? Um, I think it's just like like having the doors open. Yeah. Uh, you know, like I guess I didn't realize the potential of like myself as an artist until Hamilton or the last uh, musical I did was Jagged Little Pill. But for someone to 
to kind of open the door for me as well was was an opportunity and so I feel like there's been a lot of moments in life where there've been people that I met um even for example like Sid and I met like many many years ago like over a decade ago and and to still have a cultivate a friendship as we have now and where those networks have kind of come across mm. I think it's also just um I guess there is a bit of luck I don't know I feel like I've been hearing that a lot but I think there's a sense of like obviously there's an opportunity but you it's kind of like you have to be in the right place at the right time um but I also think I think sometimes um if an opportunity does knock it it's not the it's and you don't take it it's not over mm. I think most people like kind of take an opportunity and go well it was the only opportunity and I didn't make the most of it or I didn't choose to take it then that's it and I don't know like I think y'all have talked about like manifesting on your on your podcast but that's kind of like kind of leaning away from like kind of manifesting your dreams and your goals if you kind of like yeah. don't think it's going to happen again the desperation um, yeah yeah so i don't know i kind of just I, i don't know i kind of just always like showed up so mm. everything that i you know like, like i never did a i've never done a singing audition before and um after being a teacher for years and and kind of speculating and also like having my own experiences about like what the industry is and like as I was growing up I kind of just kind of thought about good work ethic like it was kind of you know you work maybe I'm old school but and I'm old even though I might be looking young but um so I laugh a lot because I think everything in life is just like hilarious because I always think about like back in the day where I didn't have any but anyway um on a tangent but Yeah, I think it was kind of just opportunity knocked. I kind of always just showed up like singing auditions were like freak like freaked me out, but I kind of just went for it. I was like mm. I've got nothing to lose. I can I can always go back and obviously being an older performer myself like 34 now like I knew what it would take to kind of just go back to my old lifestyle or my career and slowly like jump the ladder. And I wasn't always in a in a mindset to to kind of like increase uh my my resume if that makes sense like mm. i just i was just like you know what like every gig is i'm going to learn something from this gig um and i will still like if if hamilton was to you know like not sell anymore i'd happily do you know like a gig because I, i i kind of knew what i could practice as an artist and i always told myself like how to kind of come out of it mm. whether that's like okay i'm going to do this like It's like five minute flash mob and mm. and uh, this is like really like nap quarry but at least i know i was performing that i was doing something that i loved and i would practice something whether that's like just to even work and bounce off an audience and like connect with them i think what was driving me this whole time is just kind of like whittling like the bigger picture down to like the tiniest thing and realizing that we're just a speck yeah and you know we build things up Like I know I'm in Hamilton and and like if people do like when they listen to this I feel like are you ungrateful blah 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 <laughs> it's not even about it's it's not even it's not even about that yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like you know like the, Hamilton is machine in itself in the industry and so as glorious as it looks on the outside it still takes work it still takes a team just like how you would run this podcast and anything it's just like um I think when I whittle things down to like to like the nth degree and realize like oh my god this is an opportunity for me to like show up and shine mm. i think it kind of makes everything less scary yeah mm. 
Dude, you've, you've touched on three things that I absolutely love, and I just want to reiterate for the people listening. One, I think the mentality that's carried you through <laughs> is that you're a forever student, that you're... Yeah, he's in such a receiving mentality. Yeah. Where, and, like, what we put so much emphasis on Hamilton because people know about it. Yeah. But that same opportunity to trip is the same as a five-minute flash mob, which yeah. is something you do in full-time for free a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah. And, and you, oh, yeah. you take what... You take from that experience whatever you choose to take intentionally. yeah. yeah. And if you're in that receiving mentality, if you're in that, you know, like you said, whittling it down to whatever you can get out of it, yeah. that mentality, you can be the master of your craft. I would, I would consider Trevor master of his craft. Yeah. But you can be a master and a student at the same time. Yeah. And I think the best masters are students. And like the links between the friendships that you make on those five-minute flashbacks yeah. are what get you to the bigger jobs. Yep. Like if you just have a closed oh, yeah. mindset of just a one-goal thing yep. with and block everything else out, I think yep. it would be a, a lot harder to get to where you want to oh, be, absolutely. right? Absolutely. The second thing that I loved about that story is the, and we've spoken about this in, in our fear podcast, is that courageous people aren't people who are not scared. They're people who are scared and do it anyway. Yeah. So like you never going to, you know, you've never rocked a singing audition before, but that gave you, a, like you said, you were fearful for it, but you showed up. You lean into it. And that's when the greatest successes happen. What do you got to lose? What do you have to lose? Don't take yourself so seriously. Yeah. Yep. And something that I love, the, the other thing that I love is when you spoke about luck, mm. my favorite definition of luck, I've probably said it on this podcast before, yeah, is that froth. luck is what happens when opportunity meets preparation. Yeah. So you can't control the opportunities, but you can control how prepared you are. Mm. You can control whether you show yep. up to the audition. You can control whether you like, you're doing the work, you know, you're, you're training at the gym, you're doing your meditation, you're yep. like doing all this, you're doing the practice at the other gigs. Like that's your preparation. The openness of the receiving mentality yeah. is even a preparation. Absolutely. To, to look at the world in a world of abundance rather than, you know, saying yeah. yes to those gigs because of desperation. Like prepare yourself. And then when an opportunity like Hamilton knocks on your door, you're, you're like, yeah, I'm Trevor J. Santos. <laughs> but like, we and we you're welcome. Visualize Hamilton so big because like, so many eyeballs yeah. know about it. Yeah. Like what? Because more eyeballs know about this, and not as many eyeballs know about that. Doesn't it's not change, as important. Yeah, doesn't actually doesn't actually change what you can get out yeah. of a, a, an experience. Yeah, because it's an experience. Yeah. What? I love that. Yeah. Oh, that's insane, man. And I, like to circle something, I think this will be an important part of the chat for people listening, especially in the creative industry. Mm. You spoke about being like, you know, an older performer. And this is such, this, uh, I think it's a very Australian mentality, the whole idea that, you know, when you hit 30, that you're done. Like, mm. you know, yeah. you're done being a commercial dancer. You're done being a, a you know, you're done working in the industry. Or you, people transition to either being just teachers mm. or they transition out of the industry completely or transition to other creative roles. Mm. But you have, what do you at, at 34, you've started a new chapter in your career. Yeah. So. Yeah, I have. <laughs> how, like, in, in the face of this industry that you've grown up in, how does it feel like, and what mentality does it take to be like, I'm going to do this now for the first time? Um, so it's like a couple of things. Uh, I, I do tell a lot of people when they do ask me, like, oh, how is it going? I'm like, I'm probably, well, one, Hamilton is the hardest job I've ever done. Um, I'm an offstage swing, so I have to learn, like, six roles Yikes. and be called up any night. Um, and, I, again, I, I've, only, I've only recently joined the cast like in July, and so I'm only halfway like learning those roles. Um, and we got a ways, ways to go, but um, I usually kind of, yeah, remind 
in people that like I'm kind of here for the longevity as well. Um, it, like and and being 34, I thought I'd be, you know, you have this mental image like as a as a 20 year old to be like, oh my god, when I hit 30, I'll be married with kids and still not married with kids. But um, <laughs> like I wouldn't be da- I wouldn't be dancing like like my body wouldn't be functioning. But yeah. I'd, I like whether it's hearsay or like a fact, but they say like for 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 male performers like we kind of peak around our thirties. Mm. So physically, I'm probably I would like to say that I'm physically in the best shape and like health wise, like I just know my body better. So I have this joke with one of my friends um, in the show, but you know, thirties is in your twenties. It is. And I, I get excited when like people like get into their thirties cause you just know yourself better. And so you kind of, I think of like going, okay, why am I way more tired now? Is it the age thing or is it because I know how to utilize my time? Mm. And so when I think of myself in my twenties, like, yeah, like we used to have late night rehearsals, like most nights of the week. And, I was the kind of person that was like an overachiever as a youngster. So I was always like working hard and I just wanted to see, I just kind of wanted a result. And so I, I felt like working hard was the only knowledge I knew to kind of achieve things. So when I think of being in my twenties, I was like, yeah, I did do a lot and, and I didn't have to go to a physio or do this and do that. But I also like didn't do that much. If that makes sense. Like I'd, I'd spend most of the day, I remember like watching a lot of movies before Netflix was a thing. Yeah. So when I use my time now, when I use my time now, like I, like I'll get up earlier, like I'll go for a workout, like, you know, go for breakfast. Sometimes I'll go for a walk. Um, I like live near the beach here in Melbourne. So that's really nice. But I feel like I'm just more tired because there's just more life things that I do. Mm. So I think as a performer in, in your, or if you're like craving for a longevity career, like you got to just kind of, be interested, like kind of continue being curious and kind of knock and opening doors that you didn't know. Like for me, like singing was new. That's new. Like I, I'm kind of thinking about like wanting to go into acting because I was like, what else can I learn as an artist? And then obviously all of these learning lessons that I, I still have a dream of like, of like running a, like a professional dance company and, you know, using everything that I know from like my own career and then also the money that I made to reinvest in like these dreams as well. So I think ultimately I feel I've already achieved my goals like as a dancer, but then I was like, I can still make new ones. And I think we all kind of get stuck. You know, we get stuck going, oh, I had that dream. And so I'm not that anymore. Like I've heard that many times from students of mine um, who used to be like professional dancers and they'll be like, oh, I was a, you know, I was a, you know, professional dancer but i don't do that anymore that's not me i was like what do you what do you mean like you're still an artist like if you mm. you know you know if you change a perspective of a wording or um that you used to describe things you're forever anything you want to be so you know they've, they've got a i think on the abc they re- recently had a, a news thing about like older or aged australians who who are, who are getting back into dancing and they're just finding this joy and you know i don't think it's ever too late like if you want to just stop and have babies and do that and if you can figure out a way i'm sure there's there's stories of people like still going back into the industry i think it's yeah. still possible you yeah. know um 
I love that. It's, it's, it's wild. I love that. I think, I think that's a, a beautiful way to wrap this up as well. Just to, you know, leave people with the, the sense of curiosity, mm. you know, just showing up and just making yeah. a choice, making a choice to, to change a narrative that you've been told. Yeah, to and live in a receiving wanna... mindset. Yeah, appreciate the small ones. Yeah, appreciate every single moment. Yeah, because either way, you're going to be experiencing something. Yeah. Just because there's more eyeballs yes. on one thing doesn't make it any less important than the other. Absolutely. Groovers, thanks so much for listening to us, Trev. Thank you so much for joining us, man. It was so good to have your wisdom on this podcast. I've been dying to have you you. on. Thank you both. (laughs) Go forth and be awesome. Gang, we love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.